congregation, God's children, have an oldest brother. The Lord Jesus is their oldest brother, their family. The Lord Jesus is the shepherd and bear the sheep. And does he take care of the sheep, tending them? Because children are the body of Christ. And he is the head. How close. The church is the bride. And he is the bridegroom. That's very special. He is the king and they are the subjects. He is the vine and they are the branches. And something else. The Lord Jesus is in God's word called the friend of his people. The friendship. We see it a couple of times in this chapter, John 15. The friendship of Jesus. That is especially, think of John 15 verse 13. John 15 verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, that the man lay down his life for his friends. So far. The theme for this morning and for tonight is friends of God. And this morning only two thoughts, a close friendship and a sacrificing friendship. And tonight we hope to elaborate on that. The, a friend of God, a close friendship, and a sacrificing friendship. Congregation, the angels have not sinned. And the angels are, in a sense, close to the Lord. They have not offended him. They did not fall into sin. They are speaking, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. It's a closeness, but there is no friendship. There's no tenderness. The angels don't have that experience. They know what it is to be without sin. They know that it is to be close to God, but they don't know what it is to be a sheep of the shepherd. They are not close in the sense that he is the head and they the body. And they also don't know what it is have Christ as a friend. You know, God's children may experience something of the forgiveness of sin, but the purpose is to be close, to be friends together, to have that bark with the Lord, to meet him, to be close then also at the table of the Lord's Supper, to hear his voice, to receive empathy. Think, for example, of Cleopas and his friend on the way to Emmaus. What well, a closeness with the Lord Jesus, who asked them questions. And they responded. And they were close to the Lord Jesus in, in communication. That is friendship. And that friendship is an essential part of the Christian life. Without that friendship, it is cold and distant. 
There is no warmth in there. And this friendship is something that needs to continue. Abide in me. And I in you. Like prayer is without ceasing, so also the friendship needs to be without ceasing. Without the friendship, it is superficial. You know, it is possible that people study the Bible and pray a lot and have some faith, they think, but are missing the closeness to the Lord. And missing the warmth in the soul. And missing the application of the Spirit. They just force themselves to believe. But they are missing the desire. They're missing the longing. They're missing the experience of His closeness. Now by nature we are, we are enemies of God. But the Lord can make Friends from enemies. Enemies from God means that from both sides something is wrong. By nature, people don't like us, kind of hate Him. But also the Lord, although He is good and patient, He also keeps distance. There is no closeness by nature. And also we have become unfaithful to Him. In paradise. And yet, friendship is possible. How can that be? How can it be friendship possible between the high, lofty God, the Holy One of Israel, and a fallen creature? What is friendship anyway? Can we have friendship with the dog? Well, that is not real friendship, is it? Can we have friendship with a spider? Can we have friendship with an ant? That is, that, that, that is foolishness. For friendship, you need to be on the same level, kind of. And is the distance, the difference between God and us, Christ, is not so great that friendship is impossible? Created people are just so much lower than God. So how can it be closeness? And yet it is possible. Because the Lord Jesus took upon himself the human nature. So he came close to people, his brethren, equal in all things, except sin. And people, not angels, were made in the image of God. So God was able to be close and be friends with a fallen creature. He is able to also empathize with them. He can come so low to them, and he can be found of them. He can speak from heart to heart to them by, by his word and spirit. That is what the Lord's Supper is for. The Lord's Supper is also meant to be, have that closeness to be close to the friend, to the shepherd, to the head of the church, but now especially the friend. It is not only about forgiveness, it is also about closeness. 
like election is an election that can be changed, so the friendship cannot be changed. And there is no friend like Jesus. So faithful, so gracious, so wise, so honest, so beloved. And he also expressed the desire to sit with his people at the table. Although he is holy and majestic and the man on the white horse, yet he wants to be low and to be close to his people. And the Lord's Supper is meant by to celebrate that friendship and the closeness. Think of Hebrews 7, verse 26. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. See, separate from sinners, higher than the heavens, and yet so close to his people. So the text speaks of Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You may read that wrong. You may even question it to say, is, is it true? Should it not read? Greater love has no man than this, the man lay down his life for his enemies. Would that not be better? Can we criticize the Bible? Can we say, Lord, it is not clear that you should have said that the man laid down his life for enemies? That is the greatest love, not that he is saving his people and that he's saving enemies. But that is not the emphasis in our text. The Apostle Paul in Romans 8 writes that, right? He writes that Christ came to save the ungodly and the enemies. But he, the emphasis is on something else. Greater love has no man than this that he laid down his life. There's nothing greater than laying down the life. He is not only giving a cup of water, he is giving the extreme. There's no greater love than to lay down your life. So it is not so that Christ is looking for them that obey him and that he makes them friends and that he therefore is close to them. No, he finds people as enemies. He makes them friends. And as friends, they obey him and follow him. So but the closeness in a friendship also this morning, the Lord Jesus expressed the desire that his people come to the table with a church right and a divine right, and that they experience the close with him to give all things over into his hands. Brings to the same thought, sacrificing friendship. True friends help each other. True friends help each other financially when there is 
a death in the family, they mourn and they show sympathy, empathy. They help you moving. They visit you when you're in the hospital. Friends sacrifice and help each other. That is especially true for the Son of God. He is the friend. There's no greater love a man can give than this. The man lay down his life for his friends. He sacrifices. Christ did that. Christ gave his life. He gave his blood for his sheep. And that is the closest friendship possible. It is, in fact, incredible that the Lord Jesus gives his life for such enemies by nature, ungodly and opinionated and not cooperating and not believing and how worthy. But yet he comes to them and he says, I like you close to you. You are yet my friends. Do you know something of that? Has the Lord Jesus shown his friendship to you? And have you also been changed of heart? Do you know something of that regeneration? That you were an enemy, but that you have been made a friend? Oh, that is precious. Think of David and Jonathan. They were friends. And Jonathan tried to help his friend David by speaking to his father Saul, but he could not do much. There was close friendship between Jonathan and David, but Jonathan yet could not be the mediator. But Christ is the brother of his people and is the advocate also before the Father. And he speaks well of his church. And he makes intercession for them as a brother, as a friend. He is the advocate. Therefore, consider this morning what this friendship is like. Ask yourself the question, if you're still an enemy, or have, have things changed, and have you got to know the Lord Jesus Christ, consider for yourself this friend and take refuge unto him. People of the Lord, take refuge unto him also physically at the table. And come not only your sins. Of course, that's the main thing. Your sins. Your dear death. But also lay in his hands all the concerns you may have. Also for daily life. All the concerns, all sadness, give it over, all the things in the past, all things today, everything that's bothering you for the future. This friend wants to hear everything. He wants to, you to rely on him entirely for salvation, also for daily life, also for financial concerns and marriage problems and questions about raising children. You may also carry those burdens. The purpose of the Lord's Supper is to have rest, to have peace, and to lay everything in the hands of that friend.
So the Lord's Supper is meant to cleave unto him, to rely on him, to let go, to not be sitting in, in, in a cramp, but to relax and to give life and death, past, present, and future in his hands. Why would we really be so anxious if we have such a friend? Seek him as your friend. He it is who wants, who offers a friendship, and he does not deal with people according to their sins. Like it says in Ephesians 5, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for, for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Or think of John, 1 John 4, Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Congregation is no greater love. No greater love than this, that the man laid down his life for his sheep, for his friends, who were by nature enemies. The Lord Jesus delivered himself up. He laid down his life. He gave his blood. He was willing to be sacrificed. He was willing to be crucified. And he died willingly. He had the power to lay down and the power to take it up. Greater love no man has. May us be a people this morning that loves him. Because he loved first. A people that knows him and appreciates his friendship and does not very draw this morning, but comes to the table to say, yes, this is my life. Such a friend. So kind. So understanding, so powerful, so wise. Nobody else can save me. He is the one who has the words of eternal life. May the Lord give that freedom to his people and bring his people with the truth right and the divine right to the table. Amen.